Marky Worthington podcast all day. All day. Dream by night. <laughs> Don't buy me a drink. Just give me 10 bucks. <laughs> all day. <laughs> Go down to the strip club with your floppy disk and turn it into a hard drive. Yeah, right. You'll get fucking thrown out by Big Tony. <laughs> We're here to name names and make people feel more ashamed for shit that they're not proud of. Don't blow it. Keep it simple. Count your money. Oh, whatever it is. <laughs> Hey, how you doing? Welcome to Magic Episode 69 of the Mikey Worthington Comedy Podcast. This is part two of the Trent Shepherd episodes. If you've just listened to uh, part one, well, let's get ready for the second one. We also have a uh, new segment in this one as well. This is the... Um the uh, story time so if you have a story you want to submit to the story time make sure you send it through to markyworthingtoncomedy at gmail.com um, and we'll go through those and then hopefully read some of the cool ones on the show submit them all through and uh, we'll get into it hope you enjoy the intro we did for the um, the story time uh, and hopefully it becomes an ongoing thing for the show because I like getting uh, getting stories out and I hope people can send through stuff that they want us to read on the show as well so uh, let's get into it. Cheers. I love it. I love that it's the Marky Worthington podcast with Marky Worthington. Alrighty, back by popular demand or just pure laziness. We're doing a second fucking episode. Welcome to episode 69. Yo! Hey, nice. Finally got into 69 with Mark. Hey. Been the decade coming, mate. Fuck yeah, I've been doing this podcast for a while and I never thought it'd end on this. <laughs> um, yeah. This is what will get us cancelled. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, 69 episodes is, aside from not being the right number to turn the vol. Oh, actually, when it comes to volume control, is 69 excused? I'm fucking, I'm old, mate. Nothing gets turned up that high. Yeah, yeah. I barely go past 12. <laughs> You're not old enough, dude. <laughs> dude, old cunts have it like minimal 40. Like, have you ever just walked past a house and you know there's someone old living in there because you can hear them watching Days of Our Lives? At, at, at 140 From the street. Days of our, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, funnily enough, man, like, I would have thought, because, you know, years of being a mechanic and there was no, like, if you tried to wear PPE back then, you'd get called a fairy. Um, sure, that's so what no, they call it. protection or anything. Oh, yeah, mate, it's different nowadays. They probably call you some other shit, you just couldn't hear it. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll say those things. So, yeah, years of being a mechanic without any hearing protection and years of working basement. Like I said, like every single gig at the basement for a long time. Yeah. I can still hear. Yeah. Sometimes I get to use that as an excuse and pretend that I can't. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that... Because um... most people that we know as mutual friends yeah are deaf as shit they've all got industrial deafness yeah yeah most of them um anyone that's been oh fuck it's nearly like one of those things where it's like the the smoker didn't die but his missus did from the passive yeah, smoke yeah, 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 yeah because he was smoking the filtered stuff yeah he's getting the unfiltered <laughs> shit coming up in it's a bit like the wives of the husbands that worked at the asbestos mines also died but yeah. the hubbies would like so loaded that they just fucking some of those cunts were so overloaded well, they, they would have been cleaning their clothes and shit too well that's, well, that's the thing that's actually yeah, what the reason yeah, was because yeah, yeah, they'd come home and they'd shake out their overalls yeah. and that'd be it but when the blokes that were working with it, you know, they were... But they were so overloaded with asbestos, apparently, it was coming out of the tips of their fingers. You ever get a splinter? Really? It was working its way well, out well, of their bodies. I, I actually got that for years, because when I was a young fella, I, I um, uh, jumped, jumped down off a like, park bench thing that I was standing on and landed on a broken beer bottle. Mm-hmm. I just got a shit ton of glass all through my foot. Did you wish that was the only time that was ever going to happen in your life? Look, at the time, I thought that would be the, the only, last time. But, uh, yeah, turns, you, out, turns out I was wrong. Turns out you're more of a fan of Johnny Farnham than you thought. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, <laughs> so you know, I was saying earlier, like, I saw that meme where they say that one day your parents pick you up and never put you put down. Put you down, again. yeah. I can actually take it back to the last time that my parents picked me up because I was five and a half when that happened it's one of my earliest memories which probably explains a lot about me yeah but um trauma, trauma tends yeah, to help yeah, yeah, solidify yeah. the memory uh so yeah it would have been about five and a half when it happened and i was that inconsolable and for whatever reason i wouldn't let dad pick me up like mum had to carry me so my mum had to carry what me. is this the fucking doug stanhope podcast <laughs> <laughs> just flicking a lighter whilst i was trying to talk fuck you wish mate mm. um yeah so anyway so she had to carry me like 30 metres or something and at five and a half I was almost already as big as her yeah yeah because she's only a four foot two yeah, thing. yeah unit and um so she had to carry me like 30 metres which absolutely killed her but anyway so they got 
all the glass that they could out of my foot and then stitched me up. Mm. But obviously there's going to be like these little shards and stuff that you can get it. So for years, I'll just have this bit of glass just mm. growing out of my foot. Yeah. It just The body just naturally rejected them, them, but it took yeah. a long time for it to happen. It's probably until I was maybe 10 or 11. I yeah. Think was the last time I remember it happening. You're picking it up, but it was just lint. Yeah. <laughs> like a joke. Yeah, and it turns out it was my belly button, yeah, not yeah. my foot. <laughs> you mean the bottom of your chins? Yeah. Call, call back to 68. Uh, it's, it's, it's a little chin bomb thing. Everyone thinks it's a belly button, but it's actually the little chin bomb thing that you get. <laughs> Under his belly, he's got another fist. Yeah. <laughs> um, the belly fister. But um, the oh, Belco belly fister. The belly fister that would definitely be the name of my sex tape. Yeah, there we go. The Belco belly fister. The Belco belly fister. Two six one five represent. <laughs> it's not even tattooed on your hands. Oh shit. Six two five four. That's the Higgins yeah. phone number thing. Two six one five. The area code. Fuck. All right then. There we go. <laughs> represent, boy. Oh, was that? When was that? When did you get that? Uh, that was during lockdown as well. Uh, probably two years ago, and obviously I've never had them touched up. They're almost gone now, but yeah. I'm going to go see them again probably, I don't know. When you can. A month, month or two, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So you're going to get a big tread pirate ship up the front of my leg as well. Yeah, nice. Like that, so. Yeah, I've got a couple of um, designs lined up. I'm actually going down to Melbourne in October and just booking out a week. Yeah, nice. And Because uh, I've got a gig in at the end of October in Beechworth, like comedy. Um, have you have you travelled with have you done comedy outside of Canberra yet? Yeah, so not much, but I've done Sydney, I've done Melbourne a couple of times, but I haven't done, I've done Wagga, you know, I've done a couple of regional things. There's no actual just um like comedy clubs anymore, is there? They're coming up, but they're if they're big enough to have a club that's devoted to comedy, they're not gonna have people that aren't big comedian you need to be a name or have a name yeah it's gonna it's gonna be all fucking like but the good thing is the big ones usually have an opener and that that's as we know from the band world so that's why you get like your 12 minutes or yeah so if i like that's why i like to work on having a solid five see the problem is i'm at the point now where i my favorite time is five uh, is a 10 to 15 on a spot because i can do a story if i want to 10 sort of thing if i was going to do half an hour i could do that but i can also simmer down to do a tight 15 yeah because you you are more of a storyteller aren't you're not just you're not a fucking one line mark norman yeah 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 Yeah, so if i if i do um a five the problem is i've got a, a good 10 i've got a good 15 but i really have to trim a lot to get a good five yep. so when you when i have to if i open for someone and they want a five i'm like i really have to practice doing five like if i yeah. go to and to be fair I, most of what i do is open mics and, and i'm doing more open mics than paid shit yeah of course um because because comedy is like a, it's it's a 10-year apprenticeship mm. yeah so you you look at it that way you're only halfway through your apprenticeship aren't you that's it and the thing is unlike most apprenticeships at least you got a qualification at the end when you finish a comedy 10-year apprenticeship you might find out you're not fucking good yeah like you (laughs) you you could get out to the other end and decide i don't want to do it anymore because i'm not it's not for me you know at the end of your mechanics apprenticeship you get a ticket at the end of your comics apprenticeship you get frequent flyer miles and a drinking problem Sometimes a drinking ticket. <laughs> That's how they pay most gigs. Maybe I am a comedian. <laughs> you're 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 a good fucking um, storyteller. I think that's why a lot of being a good comedian comes down from being a good storyteller, and you just build from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when you get your first good story that you tell at a pub, and someone goes, "Dude, that's fucking funny." That's when that's when a lot of comedians get into comedy is because they're the funny guy in the group. Do you remember the first time someone told you that you were funny? We spoke about this on the podcast before. Oh, did we? Okay. When someone was like, "Oh, did you make that chick laugh?" Because you're yeah, a funny yeah, cat. Okay, right, yeah, I did tell yeah, one. yeah. Um, but the first time I ever was told that I was funny. No one ever said it. People just laughed, and I was like, "Oh, that that I like making people." Yeah, laugh. You're, you're the little entertainer, like yeah, the kid yeah. that'd fall over on purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. like for example, my old man got me a um, 
a magic trick book. Yeah. And it had like it wasn't like card little kitty card trick. It wasn't just cards. It was like fucking like it was weird. It was like written in the sixties. So one of the jokes in there was, (laughs) you can tell people that you're a ghost. You just got to put a handkerchief under your arm and cut off blood supply to your hands, and they won't be able to feel your pulse. Like that was that's how old that book that book was. Nine out of ten surgeons recommend Marlboro's. Yeah, <laughs> literally though, like it was, like one of the things was um, they were just all Back little. When Hitler was a bad actor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. It's just like um, yeah, yeah. It's a. <laughs> That that was Hitler's joke book, man. It's just like, oh, like if you just like if you if you can just take weird shit and make it funny, and it just got two out of hand. <laughs> took that joke a bit far, didn't he? People started Ooh. taking him seriously, so he had to just commit to the it's bit. Like, yeah, I've overcommitted to this bit. Man. It's, like when, it's like when someone's called you the wrong name for like six months, and then you start becoming actual friends. Yeah, and yeah. You're like, Oh, it'd just be weird to tell them my actual name at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Guess I'm just gonna have to change my name. I fucking learnt the hard way to fucking like check people's names because sometimes I was the reason for that. I'd ma- I'd just find a name that was close enough and yeah. just start calling someone that. That's 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 the bartender's curse. Yeah, Cause yeah. Because you meet so many people and all of them want to be mates with the bartender. And then they start becoming regulars, and you start becoming actual mates, and you go. Yeah, this guy or girl told me their name six months ago. It would be so weird to turn around and say, all right, I know we're actual mates and we've actually hung out for this much time. Yeah. What's your name? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, just, just here to pay your tab off. What, what name should I look at? That, that's another one. That's a good idea. Yeah, get them to start a tab and so they hand over their credit card. Yeah. Like, Fuck, it's only got an initial anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, fucking... Start, start calling Shawlsy for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, you got fucking four friends called Jonesy. Um, <laughs> but that's the thing, man. Like, I also call people by, like, distinguishable features in my mind. So I'll be like, yeah, like, because, you know... You so t- on the spectrum yeah yeah <laughs> welcome back to love on the spectrum uh, so 69, 69 edition on the spectrum baby mm. let's go so th- it was one of those things where it was like you'd see someone and you'd be like as a bartender you'd be like uh red hat's had enough yeah you know yeah, what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the same as mechanics like you don't remember you don't necessarily like as a young mechanic i was really into cars and so you start going out to car meets and different things and you wouldn't remember a person, but you'd go, oh, yeah, um, Black VL is going to be here. <laughs> you know, blue, blue Datsun 180B is coming tomorrow. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. no idea what their name is, but you know everything about their car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually like, you're saying that's like some Spectrum shit too, by the way, but... Um, Good. But the, the... Look at us just diagnosing each other. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fucking turn this 69 into a circle joke. <laughs> <laughs> Um, go, get, go get a say <laughs> um it's like it's like my old man does the same thing he'll call he'll be like oh what's that fucking guy he drives that you know that old falcon or whatever but you know exactly who he's talking about but you, yeah exactly yeah. or it'd be like but he'll be oddly specific he'll be like um be like you know that bloke that's got a fucked petrol cap so he just yeah. leaves it open <laughs> You try to fuck people over, dude. I've seen cars in car parks, and I know that if the thing's open, don't close it for them because that's probably open because it doesn't. For a reason, shit, I hadn't thought of that. Because if it's open, that means that like it doesn't it doesn't open when you pull yeah, the button. Yeah, yeah. So the cables. Gone, yeah, so, so they, they just, they leave, just it leave it open. Leave it open. Oh shit, I hadn't thought of that. But yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I so accidentally screwed a few people over thinking I was being helpful. You come back <laughs> and it's just like fuck. Fuck. <laughs> it's like it's one of those things where you try to the, the xd xe xf falcons that was a big problem that they had the, yeah see there you so, go yeah. spectrum, <laughs> spectrum shit but that's the um it's like i forgot who it was. i think it was jim jeffries has that bit about how like when when you find out that you're on the spectrum it probably is because one of your parents is yeah so yeah, unlike yeah. finding out you're gay you don't need to tell your parents they probably are too oh shit <laughs> <laughs> The old nature versus nature. Yeah, thing, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I hadn't thought of that. I suppose I haven't. So I, I did actually, I came out on my 21st. Yeah. So like we did the whole thing and so I was doing a 21st speech 
and my whole thing was like i'm gonna pretend to come out yeah my fucking sister ruined my bit she told my parents like a week beforehand that i was doing it oh what this is the you ruined the bit don't share jokes from the special before the special is gone on netflix you yeah jerk. <laughs> yeah exactly don't film my set and put it on youtube before i do it yeah i was at jim jeffrey's um and there was some chick taking fucking show young know, dave Chappelle makes people lock their phones up now yeah i heard that um so there was a fucking dude in the front row texting and jim goes at a jim jeffrey show in a front row in seat. the front row and he was like oh um i'm just messaging my girlfriend and he's like can't it wait and he's like she's sitting up the back and he's like oh well tell me i'll tell her <laughs> <laughs> that's good <laughs> and and i reckon that might have been a setup no because she goes he goes tell her that there's only one seat up here so she has to stay up the back and he's like so did you buy two tickets one up the front and one up the back and he's just like yeah well i just thought i'd be able to get her up the front i just you know support. like he's like who's, who's fucking swapping a front for a back you're like <laughs> so anyway midway through the show they decide to do the old fucking 50 50. i do try to swap the front for the back sometimes but it doesn't work all that often <laughs> <laughs> at least she he texted her first by <laughs> <laughs> dinner yeah, yeah yeah exactly um uh so oh that reminds me once i went i'll get back to that but once i went to the cinema and i'm sitting in the back row on a date with this chick and this dude comes up and he goes you're in my seat not like hey can i see your ticket or something or like are you sure you're meant to be there or like hey i've got this ticket yeah. like you've got to kind of be a bit more tactful for that shit. Yeah. but he's with a girl and he's on a date too by the looks of it yeah. um other that or he kisses his sister either way it explains his behavior in a second because he just goes you're in my seat and i'm just like oh because i thought maybe sometimes people get confused with the number it's like one seat what over aisle it is and all that sort of shit yeah and i'm like nah man i'm like pretty sure it's mine i pull mine out and the cinema ends at g and i'm like nah it's g seven and eight man we're in seven and eight and he pulls it out and he's got a seven and eight. Oh, so he didn't want to be sitting there watching it like this. no oh, he thought, thought the number he thought the numbers start from the back oh right yeah, the so letters? A, B, C, yeah, yeah, yeah and he thought it was a, but yeah, yeah gotcha 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 and so i watch him pull out his thing check it look at his date and then has to watch the rest of them he thought he had back row seats and he's just fucking <laughs> instead he had a fucking free ticket to a chiropractor like, <laughs> um but Sorry, yeah back to Jim Jeffries. so midway through the show she comes down with her friend and he goes up the back but she's with her friend so they're trying to sit in one seat with two people this is a nightmare and there's people in the front who all are jim jeffrey's friends and she was just there because her tickets the jim jeffrey's bit she there's people that are jim jeffrey's fans and then there's their girlfriends yeah yeah yeah. that's how comedy generally works yeah like good comedians anyway yeah. and they're fucking um i don't care about those bridges i just burnt. <laughs> <laughs> so she's trying to like kind of they're sitting like and they're pushing into people and shit and then when they finally get settled she's yeah. in the front and she's got her phone out and the chick that's, that, that's next to them just goes oh you put your fucking phone away and jim's midway through like a story he's fucking like gotta get the got timing the flow going yeah, yeah timing so he's important. in his chair he's at the chair part yeah, of the story yeah, yeah. and he just has to be like what the fuck's going on and the chick sitting next to him just goes she's filming and she goes i'm taking a selfie she wasn't filming the show she was trying to get a selfie with the whole crowd behind her to be look how important i am she's having I'm like, an influencer yeah she yeah yeah like um she's having a main character moment like everyone's here to see me yeah now this actually brings up a question that i wanted to ask you because obviously social media is very important to you marketing wise and stuff yeah so you hear about influencers right mm when do you cross over from just being a narcissistic mutt that fucking puts shit on social media non-stop to actually being an influencer about a hundred now mutt, mutt is a non-binary term by the way mutt stands for both men and women about a hundred thousand i reckon well see i was thinking does it just come down to the number of followers that you have or is it the moment that 
you start it's getting not paid money. promotion stuff that no, you because actually... because you can have a million followers and not get paid promotion off that. Dave Chappelle has no Instagram. Really? But, oh, there you go. But he has all these like Dave Chappelle official like fucking wannabes. So other people running Dave Chappelle pages, like fan pages. But I mean, but he's not an influencer. He's an actual comedian. I'm talking about people that don't actually do anything else except you know get paid to go on holidays to Greece to promote the fucking resort they're staying at and just post third track first track pictures like a dan bilzerian yeah, dan yeah. Bilzerian doesn't have an actual job apparently he's a poker player but let's face it he's, a, he's an instagram if he's, he's fucking not. those chicks without a fucking condom it's still gambling right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um how much hate does that cunt get just because he's with like all these models and ch- shit apparently he's an actual dickhead too but also None of those. Ch- it's a bit like the Playboy. They're, they're all paid, mate. They're just, they're it's just, the Playboy Mansion, Instagram but only now yeah. the cunt's not a hundred. Yeah, they they wouldn't be there if they weren't getting money and cocaine to be there. They're not being there because he's so fun to hang out with or exposure. Like some yeah, chicks, yeah, they're, are, they're their own exposure. And shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, man, imagine how many chicks have done shit which they could have just all. Like, if they did the same shit, they would have got more, but they just didn't know their worth. Right, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like yeah. chicks that, like you know, f- were in the background of his video, yeah, yeah and yeah. didn't get any exposure, but they could have just like fucking blown Bill Gates, and now they're on the front cover of everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they just yeah. didn't fucking know their worth. But I think the point, I reckon it's ah, oh, it's like the car service. You know how it's like a hundred thousand Ks or five years? Yeah. It's like a hundred thousand followers or paid promotion. Or okay. Yeah. Or five Whichever one comes first. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. Oh, actually it's when you don't have another source of income. Oh yeah, that that make sense. So yeah, if you're making legit money just off just yeah. Revenue stream or whatever they call it. And yeah. And you're living in a nice apartment in a nice part of melbourne or something and you're doing that just, just off it. the internet mm. but the thing is um a lot of people so there's there's comedians in the scene that don't have a day job so they call themselves a full-time comedian it's just like dude you're not are they f- on the doll yeah the, or, <laughs> or they have a partner that financially yeah, supports yeah, or something like that, yeah. it's just like you're not a full-time comedian you just don't like people that like if i quit my day job i'm not a full-time comedian that's what i do no, full-time you're, you're just funny and unemployed yeah yeah exactly <laughs> or like people that are like like i used to know this cunt he fucking was on the dole and he said that like he's retired it's like <laughs> no you just don't have a job like you're not yeah, 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 retired yeah, yeah, yeah. You just don't, you haven't got more work. Are you on the dole or on the pension? If you're on the pension, you can say that you're retired. If you're on the dole, you're just unemployed. Mm. Difference is, coffees are cheaper for one. <laughs> Michelle's does like... Apparently you get cheap buses too. Yeah, look, I'd be happy if I never have to catch a bus again in my life, dude. I, I don't mind catching a bus every now and then because I don't have to. I don't mind doing it because it feels like a little adventure. Mm. It's like, you know... Some, like the seats some, some, sometimes i'll sleep on the couch and it almost feels like i'm camping yeah yeah <laughs> you did you only catch buses in the same way that they do the ceo sleep out yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> which just happened this weekend actually oh did it yeah 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 um so i remember the last time i caught a bus i was going into uh the labor club mm. and meeting some friends there and then kicking off from there and i'm like ah, oh, you're not gonna I've, drive i've got time i'm not, yeah I'm, I'm clearly not gonna drive um like i can drive to there but i'm not going to drive away from there yeah so, yeah, yeah. so, so i caught the bus and uh i was actually with a mate that was going on about how oh you know everyone in canberra blah 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 i was trying to downplay it and then we get on the bus turns out i knew the dude and he dropped us off right at labor club's front door oh. <laughs> <laughs> so i'm trying to downplay it and then this happens like yeah yeah 
it's it's hard to pretend to be humble anymore, is it? It's like, <laughs> it's like Stanhope says, I'm only famous for half an hour before my show within 100 metres of the venue. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, that's the thing. For so you, I, that's the Labour Club. Yeah, well, for me, it was Bill Connor in general. People yeah. go, oh, you're so famous, you're so famous, you're so famous. Like, like in Bill Connor, maybe. Mm. But if I go to Western Creek, no one knows who the fuck I am. Mm. <laughs> It's also funny I'd how... More, I'd be more likely to randomly run into someone that I know in Melbourne than in London. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably a good thing. Um, mm. Yeah, look, I reckon that... How funny is it when you... Like, you might know this. I'm a bit more social media because I do it... Like, my personal shit, I don't update it very much, but I constantly update comedy. Yeah, right? well, that's, that's... What it is. That's that's the hustle. That's what you have to do that's now, hustle, yeah. 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 Um, but I know a few people just only on social media and I see them in public right, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then it's like, I don't know you, but I know everything about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've got a lot of that with, um, so again, it's coming back to the basement and the music scene, but you know, like some musicians that have come up from Melbourne regularly and became actual mates yeah. or down from Sydney or whatever, but uh, actual mates. And then you become mates with them. And then through following them, you feel like you become mates with their whole family. Mm. But you've never actually met them. But you actually care about their journey at the same time. Yeah, you, you know? want them to fucking... You want them to do well. You, yeah. root, you root for them just the same as you do any of your mates. It's worked in my favour. Um, so I was in Melbourne doing a gig. Oh, actually, we can make this the story time. So let's kick off a new segment for the show. This next part is called Story Time. Come on, grab your friends, we're all... I forgot this one. Okay. <laughs> the fun will never end, it's... Story time. There we go. So, when I was in Melbourne, I went down to do an open mic, and it was this venue that was like, they run, it was like late night sort of open mic, so it runs, right, yeah. it runs from like 9 till 12. And the lineup was massive, and what happens is, because I'm an out of town and no cunt knows me, no one knows, yeah. they put me... Like, they kept bumping me for like comedians dropping in because being a nine o'clock spot, everyone does a spot and does that last. Right, yep. So throughout the night, we're getting all these fucking people just dropping in, right? And I get, um, I get, I get to the, the fucking end of the night. That's bad etiquette, though, isn't it? Yeah. Or is it just accepted? Or? Uh, each room's different, but the way I treat my room that I run at the basement is if you're out of town, I'll give you a spot preference because you've travelled to Because you've there. travelled, you've spent the money, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's the same with bands. Also, the audience hasn't heard that person before. So yeah. it's also like audience, courteous to the audience, has given them something new, you know? It's a different comedian. And also it's only fair on the new comedian because if you get too late, the audience is too lit. They're not mm. going to remember. Mm. You might have a fuck. You might have the tightest five in the whole entire world, and the audience goes, "Oh, who was that guy that was funny yet? His hat on backwards." Ah, it doesn't matter, dude. I went. To, I had. I one time I had this Scottish comedian drop into the basement, dude, and because I didn't know him, I had a local dude headline at the end of the night. Right. But he went up before him Scottish and guy killed the room, decimated just it, dude. Took all the oxygen out of the and room. Old mate goes yeah. up at the end. He's like. Who reckons he should have closed? <laughs> hey, look, you got to acknowledge it, right? Yeah, he bought it back because he knew how to yeah, do it. Sweet, good on him. But and then, but anyway, so you down in Melbourne? Story time. We're already ruining this new bit. And I don't end up getting to do my set at all because they bumped me so bad that the venue really? shut. Really? So we get that's out, bad etiquette. Th so we get out the front. Oh, by the way, they get by the break. They're like, "Okay, we're not going to fit everyone else in, so we shorten it to to four minute sets instead of five. And then we get, "Okay, we're doing three minute sets for the last three you comedians." Can't just, you can't. Like you were saying earlier, like you already, it's already hard to compress to five. How yeah. are you going to take another two out of that? The guy before me gets up with a fucking guitar and does five minutes, mm. and I miss out. So we get out the front, and because it's Melbourne, every cunt's getting Ubers and shit. No yep. one drives. And we fucking get out the front. And a guy that I knew from social media just popped up. Just ignore that. <laughs> <laughs> he just pops up. He was about to come in and try and catch, like, the end of the night. Yep. And I met him when I was there, like, a year prior at an open mic. Right. And him and I sort of chatted and got to know he rocks up and he's like, hey, man, is it? Oh, I remember you from last year, man. Oh, really? He's like, did, did you get a spot? And I was like, no, nah, I didn't. He's like, 
is it shut? And I'm like, yeah, it's all shut. He's like, fuck. He's like, um, would just do your set now, man. And I'm like, what? And he's just like, just do it now. There's a whole oh, bunch so of cunts waiting so, so for you. So he went full Dave Chappelle for it. Dude, and just did an unmarked set out on the I street. I fucking just grabbed. You know those bar stools that have like a step to put your feet on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I turned one of those because they had like a little outdoor fucking beer garden. Yep, yep. And I just grabbed it and stood on that first step, so I was like above the rest. I'm just like... So you're as tall as normal people? Yeah, well, yeah. I was just, <laughs> my missus at the time was 6'2", so she was... <laughs> like, so speaking of having Yeah, yeah. She, yeah, she, um, I could finally fucking eat her out, but... Um, <laughs> 69. Yeah, she, for my birthday, she got me another one of those stools. Um, <laughs> she somehow turned into her fucking birthday. <laughs> so anyway... Happy um, birthday to me. Yeah. <laughs> So we get it, this fucking thing. Um, we go, we go. Oh, I grab the shower sent up, and I do like I, feel, I do like three minutes, you know. And cunts were actually turning around. Fuck it, I'm not doing anything. And he was just like, "Dude, that was good, man. I'm doing a mic tomorrow. You should come along." So I scored a second night out of it and got yeah, a nice. got got another spot. So that's my little fucking comedy slash story. That's good because that's because that's, that's a that's a good story. So that that shows you why. Because, you know, it would have been very easy to just go, oh, this fucking whole thing's bullshit, I quit. Yeah. But instead you kept hustling and you turned it into a, turned what could have very easily been a very negative story into a positive. Yeah, yeah. It's, That's good. And also I, I kind of got tighter with that dude. And the next night... And it turns out that dude was Tom Gleason. <laughs> Catch Mark on SPS or ABC <laughs> next week. <laughs> I'm not quite at... My career's not low enough to do fucking Q&A, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, guess you're not going to have to worry about that now, are you? <laughs> yeah. oh, if anyone wants to hear my political views, you're already fucking, like... <laughs> if anyone's come to me for advice, you're already at a low point in your <laughs> life. Yeah, Exactly right. It's a bit like a, I'm working on this bit at the moment about how, like... Um, <laughs> Fucking, you got to stop burning your bits. No, I'm working on it. So right, okay, yeah, yeah. I, I haven't. This is me working on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. How funny is it that like people go to like, um, like they have like a food addiction, biggest loser, and all that shit. You just see someone that's like, I was just like at the lowest point of my life. I was going into like drive through at like three o'clock after I'd already had dinner. My wife didn't know I was out and shit. And there's like a 15 year old that was just their job to be part of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so someone like normally if someone's like at a lowest point in your life and you're struggling with addiction they know what they're doing they're like a dealer or they're like uh like in a bad point but some 15 year old has helped you be like as in the same level of addiction so one of my favorite jokes lines from um do you ever see brooklyn 99 yeah yeah it was uh uh, his old mate, whatever his name is, he's a drug pusher. <laughs> he's like, drug pushers don't exist, man. People love drugs. <laughs> I am not a salesman. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that. I huh? don't have to push this on anyone. People just love it. Well, that's the thing. It's like um, fucking Dave Chappelle's got that baby drug deal a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck, that's so good, man. That's probably one of my favourite specials, the one that that's on. Like, I forgot which one it was, but yeah. It was one of his early ones. See, the, the problem is now is like Dave Chappelle's, you know, had that big trans thing and getting cancelled and all that, obviously by people that didn't watch it all the way to the end. Yeah. Because at the end it becomes a very pro trans yeah, thing yeah. And about his mate. But the problem that people don't talk about that special it just wasn't funny yeah and that's wrong you can be dave Chappelle, and if you sign on to do a special every year for three years in a row you're gonna run out of material mm, mm. so you know you, you gotta you gotta slow burn it a bit yeah yeah and like if dave Chappelle can be not funny anyone in the world can be not funny there was a point there where he was like I knew I was going to be good. Like, he said he had to take a break because he was just burning out, just doing so many spots and being so fucking, like, good. Have you seen the Kanye special? No. The doco? No. So oh, I haven't seen it yet myself, but um, a mate of mine at work was telling me about it. And Kanye, before he had blown up, he was paying a camera crew to follow him around to document his glow-up story. 
Before he blew before, up. Before. Before he was even writing for Jay-Z or any of that. And apparently there's one point in the documentary where I mean, someone that he was working... So a lot, of the, a lot of people didn't want him to start rapping himself. They just wanted him to keep producing. Yeah. So they could keep producing rad shit for them. And they yeah. Didn't. And then so people were pissed off when he... Um, started doing it himself and yeah some some rapper did a diss track about him and apparently it's on the documentary coming he's like already <laughs> yeah like, this is not meant to happen for another couple of years <laughs> you're like new <laughs> yeah but it's well, that's same, ahead of schedule with, uh conor mcgregor so you watch notorious mm. which is his so, thing yeah same deal before he got to the usa before he'd really blown up he was paying a film crew to follow him around yeah, and yeah. document his story because some people just know it's yeah. going to happen. Dave Chappelle, Conor McGregor, Kanye, Prince. Yeah. Some people are just born different and they know what they're going to be. Welcome to my Before I Blew Up story. <laughs> I'm here with Trent. Here's fucking... the film crew, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Difference is I'm filming it too. <laughs> I was actually talking to... So I was... We're driving back from the gig because my missus came out to the gig last night with me. And... um she said to me uh said to me something about like um how you know you it's hard when you because we're planning you know the rest of our lives together right yeah 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 yeah. and i was like it's fucking hard. she was like well, talking- you, you can't plan it out like you're an accountant and you know what you're gonna do and how much as you're much as i try it, yeah. yeah like as much as i'd like to budget the rest of my life now it's not gonna happen um 30% talent, 70% luck. Yeah, that's it. And I'm 20% talent, 10% hustle, 70% luck. Yeah, um, and 100,000 something or other <laughs> well, yeah, um, Instagram followers. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like I was saying to her, I was just like, look, you can't, like, we can't have everything. So we just got to choose what we want in the order that we want it. Yep, yep, yep. So we can get, all right, focus on this. That's just a list of priorities. Yeah. a house is a, a house, priority yeah, yeah. and then you like move up from there and i'm like but eventually we will have everything we want if we just focus on it how mature is this fucking relationship already but anyway i said to her i'm like that's what that but that's what you want in a teammate mm, mm. your missus is your teammate well that's the thing like there's no hierarchy like there was back in the day <laughs> like we we're saying with the asbestos thing with the yeah. You, know, the you wise, wash me the clothes. The yeah. the clothes and stuff. Like, no, no, we're a team. We do this shit together. You're just here to smell my unf- unfiltered fucking cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, sorry about that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, not that sorry. Cigar wasn't filtered. I'm not about to blame you. <laughs> um, but anyway, so this fucking, um, we're having a chat about it. And I said to her, because we got a photo at the end of the show on the stage, just her and I together. Yeah, that's right. Um, and I was just like, the reason that we get, I like getting photos is because that's like documenting the journey. The thing, sort of, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, th- that'll be our like picture of like when you see Conor McGregor and his missus when he was first starting versus now with the same chick the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you see the the glow up. As yeah, they call it yeah, and, and I was just like, that's why I like getting photos because you know, and she likes getting photos as well. You know, like it's it's not like I was just like we're getting a photo, yeah, yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. but like, um, I like to I like to sort of get these points in my life, dude. I've got videos that I did. I don't do them anymore. But when I first moved to Canberra, every twelve months I'd do like a video of like, oh, so at the moment I just got a job at the basement. I'm yeah, I've, I actually idea. still have a couple of videos. I've got one from when I first moved to Canberra. That's your own your own time capsule, dude. I literally am just walking through my bedroom, at my auntie's place. Oh, I just moved in with me auntie. I just got a job at Dick Smith. I'm working at the basement. Let's see how we go. And then like you see, like when I first moved into my own apartment, I'm like, yeah, I'm just living by myself. I got my own thing. I've got oh, they're the only two videos I did, but I didn't like do any more than that. But I actually still have two videos of me when I was like ten years ago. Uh, yeah, you can add them to your documentary along with this clip. I'd be lucky to have them on the <laughs> outro of this podcast. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good idea. Actually, do it. Um, actually, no, that that is a good idea. I think you should cut them in a bit and give people a bit of context. I think. Yeah. Anyone that's made it this far actually cares about the story and the journey, so they're yeah. going to want to see it. Yeah, yeah. So what, what's your fucking story, man? Do you have a story for story time? Oh, oh I got one, dude. Did, all right. I, I got one for you to tell because right. I know some of your stories from over the years. Um, or did we tell it on the last one? I can't remember. The, uh, 
the there was a neck tat story. Would we tell when you got your neck? I tat? think I did tell that yeah. one about drinking the cocktail and that's floating right. around Melbourne. Yeah, and all the wormwood and the. That's absence. right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Fuck. All right. I, I think. I think. I think. I think we told that one, and I think I told the one about um, getting arrested after Melbourne Cup Day, and but they dropped me home. Did I tell that? No, one? that one is a good one. We didn't. T- oh, do that. I didn't tell that one. Okay. All right. We did when you met Chopper. We did when you yeah, did the neck tat. Right, okay, yeah. Um, and we did um, fucking uh, kimono, fucking uh, old mate got kicked out of the bar for spitting at the bartender story. Right, right. Yeah, so. All right, so. So I'll tell the. Yeah, yeah, the fucking arrested one, man. So I was. Uh, I was young. Was I? I was in my teens and still living at home with mum and dad and it was before I got my apprenticeship and I was working as a telemarketer because the the economy was terrible like you couldn't even find an apprenticeship at the time and so my options at the time were work as a telemarketer for ten dollars an hour yep or be on the dole I mean I fucking hate being a telemarketer but I hate being on the dole even more but anyway so as a part of that they, um, at Melbourne Cup Day, the company would get a marquee at the Canberra race course. And as a, that was like our Christmas party sort of thing during Melbourne Cup. Yep. So we go on there, everything's free and I'm, you know, I'm treating it like a 19 year old with free booze, doing yep. what 19 year olds with free booze do. Yeah, you're 19, you're saying. Yeah, I think I was 19, yeah, maybe, maybe 18, maybe 19, but there, thereabouts. Yeah. But, um... So that happens, great day, awesome, go home. So my old man was working at the company as well. So the whole family got to go. Yeah. And we go home. But we got home early and I wasn't done. And I'm like, no, I want to go out, I want to keep going. And uh, mobile phones were pretty new. Mm. I must have been 19 actually because I had a mobile phone. I didn't get one until I was 19. So there you go. Um, so I've texted a mate and she was at somewhere in... Kings, I can't remember the name of the bar, but somewhere in Kingston, I'm like, hey, oh, let's go, going to Kingston. Call up a cab. And uh, this, was, this was back before Uber and all that sort of thing. And cabbies were really rude and arrogant. Mm. So this dude comes and picks me up, and the whole... Uh, I only know it, one from that era, and I don't blame you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so, so he comes and speaks me up, takes me all the way from Higgins to Kingston, which is a pretty long trip. He's just been a dickhead to me the whole time. Right? And I had a heap of like, just shrapnel and a few notes in my pocket because cash was still king back in the day. Yeah. So I think, I think it came to like a $64 taxi or something like that, ride or something like that. And... Um, yeah, the dude was just a dick. So normally I like tipping and treating these guys quite well, but the dude was such a dick. I was like, ah, fuck you, you're not getting any tip. Well, yeah, so let's say it was $64, and I think I had like $62 in my pocket. Yeah. I'm like, Psh, that'll do, that's close enough. And also just like strutted off, and I'm like, ah, oh, by the time he figures it out, I'll be gone. He won't know which bar I've gone into, sort of thing. Well... <laughs> Turns out he took the time to count it up and he wasn't happy with it and he did somehow know which bar I went into. So he's called the cops on me and the cops were rocked up. Oh, I mean, we probably didn't have to call the cops. There's just cops around that area anyway. Yeah, just yeah. To um, but this is also, remember Star Security? Yeah. They yeah. had the light blue shirts. It <laughs> looked like the cop shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so quite often you'd have Star Security doing, like, bouncing yeah. in these places. So I'm there, I get there, and fucking yeah, grab around for everyone, I'm there telling a tale, and I was, I was probably bragging about how I'd just done this dude a bit dirty, yeah. sort of thing, and I'm telling this tale, and I get this tap on the shoulder. And meanwhile, everyone else at the table has sort of gone, oh, but I'm too excited about telling my tale that I hadn't read the room. Mm. And I get this tap on the shoulder, and I look around, and I, I just see the blue shirt, I don't really pay attention, I thought it was a star security person. I'm like, hey, hang on, hang on, just let me finish the tour. Uh, blah, blah, blah. And everyone at the table goes, Ooh. And, um, <laughs> and I get another tap on the shoulder, like, 
Didn't I tell you I need to finish my story? Bitch, be gone. Oh, you're a cop. <laughs> 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 Literally in the process of saying, bitch, be gone, and figure out it's a cop. You're like, oh, well, this story just got a bit of sting in the tail, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so then they're like, oh, okay, okay. So it just changes everything. And like, okay, we'll go have a chat. So they're there having a chat. And they're like, oh, you know, you technically, so one, the dude gave all my money back and I had to pay the full fare just on card, which fine. But, um, but then they're like, oh, yeah, so technically you've done a runner on the cab. We could put you in jail overnight. We can fine you this much, blah, blah, blah. But instead, we're just going to take you home. I was like, yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> so they, they chucked me in the back of the divvy van. And I'm, but I'm still like pretty drunk and belligerent about it all. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just being a smart ass. And they chucked me in the back of the divvy van, and the dude's like, "All right, put your seatbelt on." So no. So you have to put your seatbelt on. Like, who are you going to find? It's the driver that gets the seatbelt fine. No. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, <laughs> "Is that right? Okay, cool, 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 cool." And just starts like just smashing every corner. I'm bouncing around like a fucking. Like a ball and a fuck yeah, <laughs> and then they'd laughing at me and stuff, and just yeah, bounce my head off everything. Yeah. Fuck. But then at some point, like it starts to get a bit real. And I'm like, all right, because it's still reasonably early at this time. It's yeah. like probably only eight thirty, maybe yeah, nine yeah. o'clock at night. I was like, all right, hey, hey guys, look, I'm I'm sorry for being a smart ass here. I sit down, put my seatbelt on, and um, um, I'm going, look. Can you play? Because I still live with my mum and dad, and the neighbours are going to be up. And it's February, so I was still almost light. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, like, oh, man, I just I don't need the neighbours seeing me getting dropped off in a cop car. Yeah. Um, can you please just drop me like a hundred metres down the road, and then you sit there, you can watch me. I'll walk home. I'm not going to sneak off. I'm not doing anything. I promise you. Please, 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 just do that. They're like, yeah, yeah no worries, we'll do that. And then we get to the end of the journey. And they pulled up directly out front of mum and dad's house, let me out of the car, let me out of the back of the divvy van, and then put the lights on. Oh, <laughs> fuck, dude. <laughs> like, oh, you want to be a smart ass? I know, I'll be a smart ass too. <laughs> and I get there and I see them put the lights on. I'm like, and uh, they try to give me the speech again about how we could have found you this much, we could have thrown you in the drum <laughs> tank for the night, we could have done that, but instead we're being nice. And I'll just go, what did I say about pulling up in front of my mum and dad's house? I'm very disappointed. And just turn around and drive <laughs> up the driveway. <laughs> so, you had your fucking white girl moment. Oh, yeah, uh, mate. I, yeah, I think I was probably drinking a bloody pineapple cruise. Or <laughs> <like> that, <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. The, fuck, man. I, I was talking to this chick like, she's in her 50s now but like she was like one of my old bosses yep and she was just like yeah i remember like when i was a young punk chick i took a copper's gun off him like i've, I've heard of tales like that and Dude. it's just like i mean i've been a bit of a smart ass but who would do not it like that yeah, <laughs> the difference is like i'm like yeah the difference is like it's cute when you do it fuss everyone except if i did it it's cute that'd for be my last dumb story it's the fucking <laughs> it's cute for everyone except for the copper mm. but if i do it it's not cute for anyone especially the copper yeah yeah, yeah you yeah, know exactly what I mean? right. yeah. Yeah. fucking because we're not criminals but we managed to look like them without actually bringing them <laughs> yeah yeah I was, like, I was talking to this uh, talking about well, this. you're not a criminal well i was talking to hayden about this um and he was like um he was talking about how like you you get people like coppers know who the bad people are it's the same we we're talking about it earlier with bartenders yeah well you know as a bartender one of the one of the things that you get is you're able to judge someone two steps within the door you're like yep red hat's going to be a problem tonight y yep before you, so coppers must have that even more yeah because know? they know who they, they're there when they're a problem they don't have the because for everyone you call there's one or two that aren't yeah, yeah um whereas coppers everyone they get called for is a problem yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so a mate of mine uh well he's, he's not my, so it was my old manager um at kmart Torrent auto his brother was a cop and he made a really good point like 
cops never see anyone on their best day. Yeah, yeah. You're always seeing people on their worst. So he, he was talking about how hard it is to not get jaded and stuff like that and try to... It doesn't take much to, like, um, get jaded, though. Like, when people are like, oh, you can't stereotype. It's just like, dude, I, I've seen, like, people. Like, I, I tell you what, I was, I was out at the bar one night on the night off with someone else that also worked there. And as we're coming in, they're like, that guy's going to be a fucking problem. This was years ago. Yep. And I was, well, they weren't a bartender. They were a bartender. Right, right, yeah. And um, I was, yep, without a fucking word of a lie, that dude yeah. started fucking brawl that night. But is it jaded if you just keep being right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is, it, is it jaded or is it sensible? Actually, if, to bring it full circle, it was the same night. Well, not the same night, but it was around the same time that you had the trot on the beer bottle and you had your foot right, up. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if a fight's breaking out and you're just sitting there like, I can't fucking do anything. So I'm like, oi, there's a fight over there and you're just like... <laughs> so like I have 18 stitches in my foot, foot right now. Yeah, what yeah. am I going to do it? It was just before they had to re-stitch it too, so you weren't yeah, well yeah. either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was a fucking good time. But... um it was not. <laughs> no one ever got, said got, got a good story out of it at least no one ever says it's a good time when it was a good time like it's used more when it was a shit yeah time. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah but fuck man between the two we've got we've got fucking a couple of episodes under the under the cap and we started two new seven or eighty don't we? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well it depends like people ch chop up their shit and put it on tiktok we've got tiktok we got like fucking 10 years worth of I shit i think that's what you have to do though you have to put out those short reels that's why like, i've been doing it yeah i, I watch shitloads of those I, I never knew i wanted facebook short reels but i fucking I'll, I'll i'll go on a deep dive and just watch them for an hour yeah yeah you know? it's just like i could have watched a full thing <coughs> or, or coming back to um mark norman mm. um did we talk about him on camera or off no we, we we spoke about him in the previous episode right, okay yeah um yeah so coming back to him so and and his crowd work mm. and stuff like his his little short instagram yeah. videos that he does i'll check instagram every i don't give a flying fuck about instagram but i'll check it every day just in case he's put something else up new up yeah, yeah yeah and the good thing about the algorithm is they know that so the first thing you'll see is his thing yeah bring it brings yeah, it up yeah, yeah yeah fuck it man i'm all for the takeover of the robots man we fucked this country it's about time someone else had a crack at it <laughs> like if no nah, just give it back mate i was talking to, i was talking to someone about this before like earlier today AI, like Terminator and shit, you know, they would look at, if they were like aware, because the whole thing came up, they interviewed a robot and they asked what its biggest fear was and it said being turned off. But I mean, isn't that just, the, it's like the fear of death. It's copied that's, the fear of death from yeah, human, yeah. right? I don't think AI is as big a thing as people make it out to be, like... We are such complex machines. Yeah. How are you going to properly replicate that? That, yeah. With ones and zeros. Unless they can learn themselves. We have so many neurons and so many different pathways and yeah. stuff and all that. Like, yeah, like... The, I, don't think, I don't think you can replicate the electrical patterns in the human brain. <laughs> you don't have to worry until you come out, until the microwave's fucking the toaster to make the fridge Just jealous. <laughs> that is such a dead joke. <laughs> That, that's the end of that one. We still got audio on that, so we'll wrap it up on that. Sweet. Cool. All right, well, fucking thanks for being on episode 69 with Trent, um, and we'll catch you next time. Cheers. Yeah, if you want a 69 with Trent, come find me. <laughs> hey, congrats again, brother. Don't buy me a drink. Just name names. Yeah, right. Big Tony. You'll get fucking thrown out of the strip club with your floppy disk. Yeah, all day. Make people feel shame for shit all day. <laughs> Don't blow it. into a hard drive. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. We're here to keep it simple. Count your money. That they're not proud of. Just give me ten bucks. Hey, right.